I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. If you're a patient dealing with a chronic incurable condition like Crohn's disease, you know that you can quickly become somewhat of an expert on the subject as your quality of life really depends on it. When conventional medicine lets you down, as it has for many who continue a slow slide into further symptoms and discomfort, you take matters into your own hands. You start experimenting, researching, taking notes, and forming hypotheses. And if you're fortunate, you find a solution that works for you and you gain your health back. That's the story we're sharing today. After a close call with death from a ruptured colon, our guest decided his purpose and goal was to end IBD and IBS worldwide. See, he worked with top GI docs from across the world and saw that many were using the wrong information, the wrong approach, and few knew how to properly flip their patient's gut ecology. We'll discuss what he learned navigating the medical field as a Crohn's patient, how he took his power back, lessons he learned in speaking with Prince, yes, that Prince, and forming his new venture, Simply Holistic. If you're a patient going through chronic disease, you're in for a treat. This is a story of Crohn's Crusaders with Trevor Zabar. Trevor, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. It's uh, my honor. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know, your, your story, and we're going to jump into it in a second, is a really interesting one. And, and I say that not just because you were able to cure the quote-unquote incurable, but because you were actually diagnosed or you started suffering from a disease at such a young age. And I do think that's become more prevalent where you're seeing younger and younger people deal with this, whereas most people think that chronic disease affects the elderly and affects right. those that have taken poor care of their health over a number of years. Right, but right. your story started at 12 years old, correct? Yeah, actually, no. Actually, my story started uh, when I was born, you know, when I was born premature in Calgary, mm. Alberta. Um, I was premature and I was just kind of behind the curve, you know, from the beginning. And what really um, kind of pushed everything forward is we used to go to Banff. Uh, national park all the time beautiful and, you know, we are in the water you know it's amazing amazing place yeah and you know we're in the water all the time we're doing all these things and i actually contracted giardia from the water and i did not know this you know growing up or anything it's only until i started going through all my medical records and everything in 2012 2013 i was able to realize some of these things and i was able to you know start putting the pieces of the puzzle together originally when i started and I was like, okay, well, I think Crohn's is getting transferred from, you know, uh, cattle or animals. Maybe this is how it happened. It got into the water and this is where Crohn's is coming from. But what I really learned as I went through, you know, the journey is that it's really much different than I initially, you know, thought, you know. Yeah, that's really interesting because I know a little bit about Giardia. I actually contracted Giardia traveling as well, Southeast Asia once and you know, giardiasis, most people say just, you know, wait it out and you'll be fine. But that's not true. That it is a tough one to get rid of. It is a parasite that is incredibly opportunistic. I was healthy. I was eating clean. And it was still a journey to get back health. And, it, and I didn't have huge symptoms. Some discomfort, fatigue. Um, you could say these are normal things for an infection. 
but it was chronic for a while. It was several months and I have some of the best medical treatments around to try and work and it was still tough. So do you attribute that beginning part of the Giardia infection as the start of a number of chronic conditions throughout your life? Absolutely. When I look back on that, that's what really put me behind the eight ball and really had me, you know, my health was always catch up, you know, trying to play catch up. And the issue was the doctors really did not know, you know, really what was going on with me as my symptoms were getting worse. You know, so really probably, you know, the truth is when I was two, three, four years old, I probably already had Crohn's disease. You know, and the doctors just are looking at my symptoms. They don't know what it is because as it progressed and we went from Calgary, Alberta, you know, it's Canada. I was through the whole medical system there. And then we come to the United States. And what I noticed is, you know, right away coming to the United States, all of my symptoms got worse, you know, and I couldn't really understand it then because, you know, I'm 11, 12 years old. But, you know, obviously it had to do with the lifestyle, the environment, you know, the different foods. There's a difference in foods in America and the United States, you know. And um, so what really happened was my symptoms were just getting worse. I'm in school, I'm always in and out of school, you know, middle school, high school, always in and out. Um, but when I got to, you know, around 12 years old, my symptoms were just so bad that it was just crazy. Like I got one time, I got all the way down to 77 pounds, you know, from 130. I was like 12 years old. The doctors didn't know what's going on with me. They're running all these tests. My mom is like super scared because, you know, I'm laying in the bed and they're putting all these things through me and trying to get to my heart and doing all these stuff. And, um, you know, I remember one time I woke up in the ER in, in my hospital room and I had like seven or eight doctors around just in a circle. Mm-hmm. So I just pretended I'm sleeping because I want to know what's going on. I want the real information. And they're just discussing, oh, you know, maybe it's rheumatoid arthritis. Maybe we should give him uh, penicillin for six months. Oh, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's, and they're all, you know, trying to figure it out, but they're not figuring it out. So what happened was I was presenting down in the lower part of my colon and they actually thought that it was hemorrhoids. So I had a surgery on that, took a whole year to recover, missed school and everything. Only a year later, because I'm not recovering, they, they finally diagnosed me with Crohn's disease. And they say, that was a misdiagnosis. And that coupled with, you know, what happened when I was a kid, those two events right there really did a disservice for me, you know, just my body and my health in general. And it really set me up to be stuck in this system, you know, for the rest of my life. It's really interesting that you bring up the move from Canada and from being, I would probably think so, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but a natural, more natural environment to the States, which was probably a little bit more, uh, you know, non-natural, you could say. And how you as a child picked up on that, because I do believe that children are incredibly sensitive to environment. Whereas as we grow older, we get a little bit, you know, desensitized, almost jaded, and we don't pick up on those things so much. So our our antenna gets a little weaker. But with children, you, you noticed it right away, right? And you went through that change in environment and boom, that triggered, you know, a a progression downward spiral for you and your health. And, and you went through this conventional realm of things. What, what would you say was the toughest part when you were navigating through the conventional side where, where you started to realize maybe this isn't the way back to help? Because you're also young. How much do you really understand? Where was it that you started to say, hey, I got to do something different here because this isn't working? Right. So it really went in phases. You know, when I was a kid, I really relied on my mom. You know, mm. she would talk to the doctors and stuff. And then as I got older, 
you know, um, around 12, 13 years of, of age and that, my parents started looking at other options like holistic options as long with conventional options. And so what I noticed along this track, whether it's conventional, holistic, either or, is they're not really understanding what the root cause of the problem is. So what they're doing is they're, even at a natural doctor, which you know, I love holistic approach, right? But they're given digestive enzymes, HCL, which is good, but it's not taking care of the problem. And so what's happening is they're never able to heal me because they really didn't understand. And um, you know, what I, what I really found was the biggest uh, roadblock to healing early on was just the doctors feeling like my body was just like in a deficit. My body was bad. I couldn't ever heal myself. Um, it's just the information they were giving me and the approach was off. You know, I remember being 12 years old, 13 years old here in Orlando and asking one of the top GI doctors still in the city. I said, doc, you know, it's really weird. When I eat this, I have a problem. You know, do you think it has something to do with the food? No, absolutely not. It's your, it's your immune system. I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm 13 years old and this is stuff is like common sense. If you eat something, it goes in your body, it, something's going to happen. And he tells me, absolutely, it has nothing to do with it. It's your body attacking itself. Well, why? You know, and I'm asking these questions and, you know, and they get upset, you know, like I'm the doctor, you know, stop at, do what I say. And um, this doctor and myself, we battled constantly because I didn't like what was going on, you know. And I, you know, for a while I thought that, I was going to die from the disease. I didn't think it was ever curable. You know, it changed my attitude as a teenager. Um, and then things started changing. You know, I started getting a little better um, with some of the conventional medicine that they would put me on, the Humira, the Remicade. Um, but those things have a shelf life. You know, some people are blessed and they can take that for the rest of their life and it'll manage their symptoms. But the other part of it is that it's also working against your body's natural physiology. So even if you take this medicine for 30 years, yes, it will uh, help you manage your symptoms, which is great, but it's also causing damage to the body. So the biggest roadblock that I learned along the way was just one is really the doctors. The doctors are in a place where they're being educated for a system for a certain purpose, which is to manage. So they're not really understanding the healing. They're lacking the nutrition. And when we tried to talk to them as the patients, you know, this is 10 years ago now, you know, it's, it's, it's changing now, but it's really, I'm the doctor, you're the patient, you know, listen to me. But when I was able to, you know, go through that really rough situation in 2012, you know, it was kind of the same thing where the doctor said, hey, um, I'm the doctor, I know what I'm doing, I've done a million of these colonoscopies, and I said, hey, you know, I'm just, I just really want you to just please take your time, I feel like this is my last chance, you know, I went from you know, a great career, you know, from, you know, given the head of Smithsonian, uh, private tours, you know, prints, you know, all sorts of celebrities, just kings, dignitaries, really cool stuff to six months later, I'm at my parents' house in Florida. Um, you know, I'm down all this weight. I'm really sick. You know, I feel like I don't know what's going on again. And it gets to the point where you just really have this toll that happens on your body, not just emotionally, um, but physically. And the finances, you know, there's all these things. So it gets to a, to a, a tipping point, and it got to a tipping point for me where the doctor said, this is your body that's causing it. My parents told me that I caused Crohn's disease. I don't really understand how that could possibly ever happen. 
And it's like everything was against me. Nobody was supporting me. Nobody was in my corner. Nobody was understanding what I was going through. And I'm trying as hard as I can, you know, to get ahead. And every step I take forward, there's two steps back, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is the issue. It's not so much even, you know, when people are going through the physical part of it and the emotional, the financial part of it is something that really causes problems with people's relationships and families because they don't understand it. They look at you and they say, oh, you're lazy. You know, you look fine to me. We always have to help you. You know, you're a burden. You know, and these are the things that it's unnecessary. We don't have to go through it. And, you know, I just feel really blessed to have gone through such a terrible situation and just the right chain of events is really what happened and really kind of, you know, just kind of changed things for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you bring that up and I'm, I'm so glad you do so many points there. I just vibe on and I'm, I, you know, really makes me almost kind of, you know, swell up a little bit because I've heard before, but that financial aspect, the emotional toll, the family toll relationship, and all those things are just effects that will continue to lead you down that negative path and right. continue the disease process, even with your best intentions. Right. And there is a lot of this, I trust my doctor, what should I do? Right. And your doctor telling you and others around you telling you it may be in your head. And I really love, you know, as I, I could picture this, you as a younger child being like, Doc, just tell me why, why, like a kid does, right? Why? Because of this, son. Why? Because, of, and you just keep asking why. And I do wish more patients not challenge their doctors, but simply ask that question. Yes. You know, Simon Sinek made a beautiful book out of it in TEDx Talk, Start With Why, right? right. And oh, it makes yeah. all the sense in the world. Without a why, you, you don't have anywhere to go. No, you're kind you just, of, sh you're shooting in the dark, right? Yeah, just blindly going and hoping. Right. And you asked why, and that doctor dismissed that. And I always say, if your doctor can't answer why, I don't think you could expect him to then get to a place where he's actually healing you. And right. like you said, there's a big difference between treating, managing, and healing and allowing the body to restore what it naturally does, which is heal itself and function properly. Right. And if your doctor is the one that just wants to manage your symptoms as much as conventional medicine does, then you have to be prepared for a lifelong disease. Right. And that isn't something I believe most people should be comfortable with. Unfortunately, no. many do. For your case, it's amazing that you, you didn't at a young age. You said, I want something better. So you're at this stage now where the doctors have never really answered why, you know, you've gone through so many procedures probably and so good. many diagnoses and, and you're probably frustrated. Your parents are fr like so many around you are frustrated. What, what did you do that you started to take the power back and started to say, Hey, this probably is on me now. I'm not finding too much out there. I may have to go inside. And what was that process like? Um, well, the process really, it was just to really, uh, a very uh, heavy um, turn of events, you know, from going from having a, such a promising career, even though I was struggling with my health all through that, you know, I had surgery in 2007 for a resection, you know, and I'm living the American dream, you know, I'm running the Security of the Science Museum in Minnesota, I'm working, uh, volunteering as a special deputy on the lakes, um, you know, it's just opportunity after opportunity was coming to me. And, um, you know, I thought, okay, 
you know, I had surgery in 2008. I'm probably going to be good now for the rest of my life with this resection. Well, nobody told me some very important things. They did tell me that there's a 50% chance you'll, have, you'll get it again, which is a very low uh, assessment. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing was um, uh, they, nobody told me about scar tissue. No, it's just, it's just so many different things. Um, but really, the biggest thing for me was when I got back to Florida and I had, you know, my parents were helping me. I was away from my family and my two little girls. My wife did not understand. She thought that I was just trying to leave her. I was not. I was trying to get help from my parents. So I couldn't even see my children at this time. I went from 175, 180 down to 120 pounds. I couldn't walk. I couldn't eat. I was so emotionally spent. I tried to take my life a few times. You know, I literally went into the garage, my parents' garage, took like eight Benadryl, um, ran the car, and I thought that I would, you know, I wouldn't wake up. And my, you know, because every single day I woke up, it was pain. There was no future. I couldn't see my kids. Everybody was against me. I had no support. You know, and it's like I have, I felt like I had so much potential, but all of these things were holding me down. So after I survived, you know, that attempt, you know, I'm in the hospital and we're going through this stuff. You know, the doctor's like, okay, we need to do another colonoscopy. And so the doctor comes in for the colonoscopy. You know, we, we talked about that a little earlier. And uh, the real turning point was when I asked the doctor, I said, you know, can you take the time? I feel like this is my last chance. My doctor told me, um, you know, my doctor at times one of the top GI doctors in the world. And, um, you know, he basically said, you know, your only option now, Trevor, is to just take out the rest of your large intestine, your colon. You know, we'll give you the J pouch. And I said, are you sure? He's like, there's nothing. You've exhausted everything that you could do. And like, you know, I'm, when it comes to like my body and stuff, you know, before I was very vain with myself, you know? So when I thought about that, it's just like, oh my God, you know, I'm just like, so that's why I told the doctor, I said, can you please take your time with the colonoscopy? I feel like this is my last chance. And if you do that, I really appreciate it. And instead of him saying, yes, you know, no problem. He started getting defensive. I've done this a million times. I know what I'm doing. And that's when everything hit me, the cycle the vicious cycle being it can't get out of it you know and i just told him i said you know what just go ahead and just get out of my room <laughs> and he's like what and i said yeah get out of my room and don't come back and you can tell the doctor that i'm not having the surgery and the, i called the nurses they came in you know it was like a big situation the doctor called me and i said yeah i said i'm done i said you guys i'm here to you know to get help and you, you know i'm just tired of the system so, you know, I really liked my doctor. We had a great relationship. He's a, you know, he is a great guy. Um, so, you know, we talked. He said, listen, Trevor, I understand you don't want to have surgery, but we really need you to do something, you know, like you have to do something. You can't continue like this. You could possibly die, you know? So I said, you know, so what, what else can you do for me? I'm not having the surgery. He said, well, what I can do is, you know, I believe I have a cure for Crohn's disease that I'm working on. And if you'd like, I'll put you on the trial, this Red Hill trial. And I said, awesome, like fantastic. You're giving me great news, right? I said, okay, tell me about it. He said, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. I said, what's the chances of getting the drugs? He said, 50%. And I said, well, why would I want to do that? My life is, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to risk my life to get better. You know, I said, that's not a good idea. I said, why don't you just give me the medication and let me do it on my own? And he goes, oh, you know, I can't do that, this and that. So we're going back and forth now between me self-medicating with the prednisone 
you know, not listening to my doctor's advice, him telling me he's probably gonna have to kick me out of his practice because I'm not listening to him, you know, all this stuff. And I have all this stuff, I have all the information, the letters and all this stuff. So um, I keep calling him every single day. I'm at home desperate now. And I'm like, I need this medication. This is the cure, right? So I'm calling him every day. Doc, doc, please give me the medicine. And then one day he just said, you know what, Trevor? Come get your fucking medication. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, he, you know whatever. I, my dad took me over there. It's like a 40-minute ride where they're in like 30 minutes, you know? I got them, uh, the prescription from him. It's, it's not what was for the trial. So now I have to like figure out how to change the doses and all this stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. You know? So anyways, I get it. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. I'm happy. My life is about to change, right? So I start taking the antibiotics, treat, uh, trifold antibiotics, and I'm taking them. And um, just feeling worse, you know. But after about two months or so, I start plateauing out. And my system is just completely nuked inside my gut ecology, which I didn't understand then. But I was at a point where I wasn't getting worse. I wasn't getting better. And I was still like 130 pounds or so, you know. And it's amazing. At that time, I said to myself, you know what? You'll be lucky if you can get on these antibiotics and be manage your condition for the rest of your life. I Mm -hmm. thought at that time that that was success, you know. And it really shows you what the mindset is, you know. So I took the medication. I realized after a while, this wasn't the answer, you know? So I said, okay, there is something going on here. My doctor swears that this, you know, MAP theory is the cause of Crohn's disease. So let me go and take a look at it exactly. So then I came across the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. So they're saying the possibility of the gut microbiome, the microbiome in general, but the gut microbiome is that it can possibly do all these amazing things. Awesome. Where can I get the information? no information it's not proven hypothesis we hope we hope we hope in the future it'll happen so i said okay this could be my chance started digging in digging in and it took me through a series of experiments where i literally used the scientific method from middle school set up my hypothesis was running through it um so really it started with the antibiotics which is a failure and then i went to probiotics which is just was so confusing and frustrating. I went and bought the most expensive one, refrigerated, the highest CFU counts. And I'm like, okay, jam my body with all this. And guess what? I'm getting more sick now. And I'm like, what the heck? All my research is showing me that this is supposed to affect me and make me feel better. Why am I getting worse? So then I started looking around, doing more research and more research. I literally went through a similar process like Dr. Terry Walls, you know, that she went through where she researched everything herself, went on PubMed. It's pretty much the same thing that I did. I didn't even know about her at that time. You know? But it's really interesting when you can take these things and you're experimenting on yourself and you're able to tell what's happening, what's not. The biggest disconnect with the doctors are they're getting this information from the scientists and the researchers. Yeah. So they get the information and then they say, okay, this is what it is. If you do this a certain way, it's going to happen. But it doesn't work like that. The problem with the research is it's so stuck on these ones, these things that they find, they do a report on something. 500 other scientists do the same thing. You know, they're testing the same thing because they want to prove that that is working. But what they're missing is all these key steps in the process. So here's an example. Probiotic pills now are, are huge. Now, back then with the probiotic pills, I said, okay, let me start getting them in my body. And we know now that they made me more sick. So I said, okay, why? So when I started looking into the probiotic pills, I found that 
there's just so much healthy bacteria in there. You know, it's either it has nothing or it has, it's good, right? So what happens is it's like you're sitting at your house on your couch and you're just feeling like crap and you just want to be left alone. Then all of a sudden you get a knock on your door. Here's your entire neighborhood. Hey, we're coming in. Hey, we're coming in. It's, it throws your whole system and everything off. So that's what happens when you pound your body with probiotics. Your body's like, oh my God, okay, it's trying to reset itself, but it's having so much die off, so much the systems are trying to get back in balance that you cannot just throw probiotics at your patients, right? And I learned this along the way. So I went from probiotics and I said, okay, this isn't working. What can I do? And I turned back to nature, you know, because of the whole, the whole process. So I started doing my research on that. You know, I came across some uh, sauerkraut and kombucha kimchi and then kefir and what's really interesting is you know certain times in our life things happen and we and it, it really helps to kind of direct our life just weirdest things so you remember the rocky movies oh yeah back in the day so the russian guy you know ivan drago mm -hmm. you know when i seen that as a kid you know i always thought like people from russia were strongest and healthiest and all these things and it stuck with me and as i grew up you know people from that side of the world are usually more fit and healthier than us over here and um so I'm reading this article one day about, uh, about uh, kefir, kefir, and it's talking about how it affects the body and all these different things. And then I see an article where it talked about how in Russia, they would give the soldiers this all the time to keep their immune system strong. So right then, right or wrong, I was all the way in because of <laughs> Rocky movies, which is so crazy. And then I started incorporating that into my experiments. So what I learned really is that Fermented foods is getting bypassed by the doctors because they don't understand it. And what they're saying is fermented foods are bad for you. It causes histamine responses and all this stuff. Right. But when your body is healing, it's going to go through these things. And if you gradually put the things in like healthy bacteria in small amounts and you feed it with the prebiotics, which, you know, they're really pushing prebiotics and fruits and vegetables. And stuff, this is what allows the body to actually flip the gut ecology. If you're just constantly on a plant-based diet, you're going to get better. You know, you're going to get better symptoms. Your skin will get better. You'll feel better. If you take care of your nutritional requirements, like your B, B12 and stuff, you'll feel great. But what happens is it's very difficult for somebody to be a vegan and heal themselves of a chronic condition in the short term. What will happen is they'll try that attempt for maybe a year or two years. They'll feel better, but they're now on a restricted diet. And the reason they have to stay on a restricted diet is because they haven't properly flipped their gut ecology back to its normal state. And this is the biggest thing that I try to talk to people about when they go vegan. I love it. Obviously, it's a great idea, but you have to be able to use the entire toolkit. So mm -hmm. as I went through my experiments and I'm, you know, failing and I'm failing and I'm failing, and, you know, I get to this point now with the kefir. And I said, okay, how am I going to make it? They sell it in the grocery store. They have life weight, you know, different kinds but anything from the grocery store has always made me like, you know, do I really want to get it from there just because of whatever? Now, you know, obviously I've done research over the years, so I know the difference between certain things now. Um, but from all the research I read online, it said, you know, you want to get this stuff and you want to make it yourself at home. Yeah. You, know, you want to get the grains, you know, there's mm -hmm. a whole story about kefir grains. Nobody knows the truth. You know, it's just stories, but there's no historical facts. But what cannot be denied is the power of these grains when they mm -hmm. ferment, that the, the, the effect it has on the body. You know, when you take the kefir grains, you put it in the milk and you ferment it, you get all the vitamins and minerals your body needs. 
you get healthy fats, you get protein, you get the full spectrum of gut bacteria diversity in one product. And the issue with really the probiotic pills are, you know, there's so much science out there. There's so many companies. There's so many patents. Everybody wants to make money. They're saying, this is the best strain. That's the best strain. How do you know that? It's only been out for 10 years, 15 years. You don't know. What we know works is things that have been here for thousands of years. Kefir, kombucha. You know, these are things that have always been here and they're tried and true. They're not, you know, we're going to take them and see what happens. You know, that's the real thing. So whenever somebody takes probiotics, instead of taking a probiotic pill, you want something that has the healthy bacteria, the prebiotics. You want it to be a nutrient-packed delivery. So when it goes in your body, it causes all these other chain reactions. It's not just simply working on your gut bacteria, you know. So when I started my experiment with that, you know, I said, okay. I know when I tried the pills, it was just, I mean, the uh, probiotic pills, it was just too much. You know, after that, I went to the uh, sauerkraut and I was getting sick again. It was just, and when I, when I looked at the sauerkraut, I said, okay, this is weird. This is natural. You know, this is, should be less than the pills. But what I found is so much more healthy bacteria in the food form, the pills. So that's when I started making the connection and said, okay, I have to find a delivery system for my body that will allow it to go in very slowly. And that's when I kind of came across the kefir. So I started very slow, slowly introducing it to my body. I did a lot of the things now that most health professionals that know about you know, nutrition stuff will say, cut out dairy, wheat, gluten, you know, et cetera, all those things. So I did all these things at the same time. And within the first two weeks, I started going to the bathroom like 20 times a day to maybe 10 times a day. And I said, okay, I don't know if this is it, but I'm going to continue and continue I continued with that for about three or four months and all my symptoms went away. All my arthritis and all my joints, all my swelling, uh, all my night sweats, you know, every single issue that I had was gone and I couldn't believe it. And, you know, my parents are just like, this is you know, amazing. I'm telling everybody about all this stuff, you know, I have everything documented, all my experiments and everything. So I'm really happy. I'm like, okay, I may have found a way to really help myself and other people. But we have to, you know, I have to make sure this is really what it is. So, you know, I took some additional steps where I would just ate like crap and stress myself, whatever. And guess what? Started coming back. So then I went back to this procedure again. And guess what? It went away. So what I learned really is that there is some real tools that we can use, you know. So since then, I've really been diving in it. You know, initially, I went back to my career, you know, because I said, I'm going to be the best or whatever, get as much money as I can, you know, be famous, you know, all these different things. And then in 2017, I was getting ready to leave work and, you know, life was good. No big Crohn's symptoms at all since, you know, 2013-ish. Crohn's was not something I worried about. You know, it's totally different lifestyle than it used to be. So, you know, I thought I knew everything at that point. I was like, oh, I don't need doctors. You know, I know everything, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's when life will humble you. So I'm getting ready to leave work. All of a sudden, I feel the worst pain I've ever had in my entire life. Literally felt like somebody took a shotgun, just put it up to my stomach, and just pulled the trigger. And I've gone through the gamut of you know pain with the disease from uh, no anesthesia, colonoscopies, you know, to just just crazy stuff all the time. And I literally thought I was laying in my bed sleeping. I was like, this is not real. This this can't be real right now. So I tried to put myself back into a sleeping state, you know, like this was a nightmare. But no, you know, about five hours later, I woke up in the hospital 
And what happened was the scar tissue from my previous surgery in 2008 grew to the point where it caused the blockage. People that have Crohn's digestive issues for their whole life, their intestines are very beat up, you know? So, and that's kind of where mine were. Even though, you know, I was given the things that needed, those was 35 years of abuse with my body, you know? So it really caused the blockage and caused my intestine to explode. And I woke up with an ostomy bag. And, that, and the doctor told me, he said, Trevor, you know, I saved your life, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that is like the 20-something time this has happened to me, you know? So when that happened, I said, you know what? What I was doing before, I'm just, it's a complete waste. You know, I, I had the wrong idea of what life is about. Now I know for a fact that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I have a way to help people. And I just got distracted, you know? I did help people along the way. But when that happened, I said, you know what, I'm dedicating my life now to this, and I want to make sure that people really, really get it, you know. So last year, after I recovered, um, I went ahead and took myself off disability because I wanted to make sure that, that what I did was effective because that's very difficult to get on. So I took myself off that, and I started Crohn's Crusaders, and I did that the entire last year. I worked with people all over the world, just giving them education, explaining them how the gut microbiome works, just basic lifestyle, environment, food mindset energy and guess what happens all their symptoms go away they're able to take the information and apply it themselves and instead of somebody saying hey you do this and go do that take five of these this and that they understand how to make the decisions as they affect their health when it comes to food stress and all these things you know and that's really really uh was one of my main goals when i started yeah, no, an amazing story and thank you. And and let me say, thank you for being so brave to share and be honest about your trials and tribulations and even, you know, the the thoughts of suicidal thoughts and everything because to, to be, you know, brutally honest in that same respect, I've heard that so many times from patients and sometimes they're very, you know, shy to share that. But you need to hear that because most people going through chronic disease will have that thought process. It's literally that I've heard, I'm going to live with this for the rest. What's my life purpose? Why, why right. am I even here? I right. don't want to exactly. live like this forever. No one's yeah. given me solutions. So, of course, I'm a burden on everyone around me. Yes. And it makes no sense to go on. But stories like yours where you get to share that because so many people are having that thought and come out the other end being healed and better, that's what empowers. That's what gives hope. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Now, you know, you, you got in, and I want to touch on Crohn's Crusaders a little bit more, but you got into this idea of experiments and experimenting on yourself. And I always, I agree with you hundred percent that I believe experience or experiments, as you put it, yes. trump evidence, because as you put it, the doctors were showing you the evidence that this should work, you know, in a lab, it works. Scientists have shown this works this percentage of the time, but it's not working on you. So therefore, your experience is not what the evidence is showing. And right. you right. continued with your experiments. Now, some of those pieces to that experiment, uh, I'm sure, are very personal to you, uh, what you had to go through. How did you find a sort of protocol or program or advice you give to others based off your experience that was able to also impact them positively? Because I know too many people, when they get healed, 
share their story as this is the way to success. Follow in my footsteps and you'll be successful. Right, right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because otherwise everyone would do what Warren Buffett didn't be billionaires, right? right? And that that doesn't work. So how are you able to, because I know this is a challenge and it seems like you've sort of figured it out in some ways. <laughs> how are you able to take experience, share it, but also make it personal to other people and have them be successful? I think that, most people in general can really relate to what I went through. And even if they haven't gone through such a serious, difficult health journey, they, you know, for most people in general, I believe that they do want to be healthy. And sure. the biggest issue that we really have and that everyone else can relate to is everyone is being pulled in all these different directions. Just like you just said, follow me. This is the way, you know, keto, vegan, uh, you know, gut microbiome, you know, uh, um, Magnesium, you know, it, yeah. it's all these different things and people have success with it, with whatever they do, but they believe that because, oh, they had the success with that, that that is the end all, but it's not, you know, so what I really try to explain to people is that in order to be healthy, you have to create a healthy lifestyle. That's not based on one thing. You have to have a common sense approach. You have to make sure you use the planet because that's why you're here. You're not here because of a lab. You're here because of the planet. Mm -hmm. Simply by walking outside, you're building your immune system. Nobody has ever really explained to people how the body truly works, what it needs. You know, most of the time it's, okay, you want me to help you or explain this stuff to you, pay me. You know, give me $5,000 before I even say hi to you, you know? So what I've done with Crohn's Crusaders, I've laid it all out. I've laid out how different people across the world can use their gut microbiome as the base to be able to start to begin to manipulate your gut bacteria. You know, now as we go into this uh, gut health, you know, topic and feel for the next 10, 20 years, whatever, the biggest thing is, you know, okay, how as you know, companies, organizations, can we make money? So what happens is, you know, there's going to be all these millions of tests and different stuff, SIBO, SIBO, Candida, and all these things. But at the end of the day, the, the, the goal for the doctor isn't to eradicate and this and that, it's to balance the gut out. So everybody has a different um, gut ecology. It's like your fingerprint. It's a unique fingerprint with your microbiome, your gut microbiome. And the key is not to say, oh, everybody's different. Oh, let me look at this and look at that. You start in the root problem and the gut is where you start. And you basically, you look at the patients and you say, okay, you know, what have you been going through? You assess it. And here's something really interesting that you, you will probably you know, definitely relate to. You know, I've worked with probably over 500 people now with uh, between Crohn's Crusaders and the new company, Simply Realistic, that Nicole and I launched here in January. And, you know, even just yesterday, talking to somebody that was, you know, possibly coming on to work with us, um, I have found a significant connection with stress. You know, half of the people that I worked with then, you know, when I'm trying to figure out how they have it, because I'm always, you know, trying to figure all this stuff out, um, it comes back to stress, you know, and it's a prolonged stressful event that basically is attacking the gut microbes to the gut brain axis. So when I'm able to explain to people the reasons why things happen, they understand, they like that, and they're able to apply it, you know. So just taking these simple, uh, these simple um, steps like nature, mindset, you know, your energy and all these different things, they see things right away that doesn't cost them any money at all, yeah. you know? And when they see that, they begin to buy into it. And then it's really easy to help these people. You know, it's just really just give them the education. They understand it. You test to see if they understand how to apply it. And, you know, that's really the success. And that's why, 
you know, besides the story, you know, like what I went through and stuff, I think that's what really gravitates with people and what brings them to us. Because even my partner, Nicole, she went through a similar journey for herself, you know. So we know where the people came from. We know, you know, when you're laying in a hospital room at three o'clock in the morning and you're having all these tests and you can't sleep because you're doing blood work and stuff, like we've been there, you know. So people can relate to us. And, you know, for me, uh, money is really the worst thing in the, in the world because it causes all these problems, you know. Uh, instead of focusing on individuals' health in the United States, we focus on the health of the economy. You know, and it's just because of money all these things happen. So, you know, last year I said, you know what, I want to show people that I'm really trying to help them, and I help so many people free. And it and it happens really quickly they get healthy, you know. And I wrote a book on it, and it has, you know, explains all this stuff. And, you know, I one of the biggest things that's, you know, for me really is when I think back of my doctor. So when this happened in 2013, and my doctor said, you know, listen, you have to do what I say, or you're probably going to get sick. I don't want to do this and that. So now after about seven months time going through my, my experiments, you know, all this stuff, I'm healthy, healthiest I've ever been in my life, going to the bathroom one time a day, just, just feeling like a completely different person. So I'm ex so excited now. I'm going to my doctor's office, you know, like two days before they had a symposium for me at University of Central Florida talking about these things. So I'm excited. I'm like, you know, I cracked this code. I discovered this amazing thing. And my doctor's one of the top doctors in the world. We're about to change the world. I go into his office and he doesn't even want to see me because he's mad because I've been doing my own thing, you know, this and that. So now he finally comes out and he sees me and he's like really upset. And I knew we were going to have an issue, but I'm so happy. I'm like nervous, like shaking because I'm so happy. And he goes, uh, what did you do? And I said, this is what I did. Take a look. I have it all written. I explained it. And he like looks at it real quick and he goes, he's like confused. And, 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 I, and he goes, no, it doesn't work like that. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> He goes, no, this, I've been studying this. I said, listen, I understand that you, you know, you've been studying this for so long. I understand that, but don't you, aren't you like, you know, shocked right now? And he goes, Trevor, to be honest with you, I think you use some sort of witchcraft. <laughs> this is what my doctor said. One of the top doctors in the United States told me and like, very you know, scientific. Witchcraft. Right. So going through my entire life of all these things that have happened to me to get to that point, to be able to look at my doctor in the eye and say, let's change the world and him to just like literally slap me across the face and say, you don't know anything, you know, yeah. it's crazy, you know? So, um, you know, I was, I was really upset, you know, and I, I couldn't believe it. It took me a minute to like get over it. And he told me, you know, you have to leave my office. You can't talk about this in here. Um, you're going to, you're endangering people. Mm -hmm. And I said, doc, can you just take a look at the information I have and, you know, get back to me. I'm not telling you that you need to look at this and accept this. Just take a look at it do your research. Let's talk. And he goes, no, you need to leave my office or I'm going to call the police. Wow. We were friends before any of this happened. We talked about football. We, you know, we had a great time. I really like, I still like him, but I understand what the way things work. So, you know, I left on my own journey. Now, when I started writing my book in 2018 or 2019, I reached back out to them and I said, Hey, can you send me the discharge letter? I want to make sure I have this. His wife answers and she says, Hey, Trevor, how are you doing? You know, I've got along great with her. And I said, I'm doing good. You know, remember I told you we can help all these people across the world. And you guys told me that I was crazy and I know what I was talking about. She goes, yeah, well, about that, um, uh, we realized that you did know what you're talking about. And I said, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, and she goes, well, we actually um, created a product based off which you gave the doctor. And we have created a product to normalize the gut. 
And I said, what do you mean? You guys didn't believe in that. You said that's impossible. She goes, no, we realized that you didn't know what you're talking about. So we created a product. It's different than what you took. It's, you know, they adapted or whatever. It's called Y26 egg protein. So you might have some familiar with that. So anyways, um, I said, okay, so this whole time I've just been here by myself going at this and you guys knew about this and you haven't reached out to me. I said, it's pretty messed up. You know, I'm like, I'm not happy. So I said, you know, we're sorry about that. You know, the doctor really, you know, he's apologized. I said, you know what? I don't really want your apology. What I want is for us to go on the record, say, this is what happened. I was one of the top doctors in the world. I only believed in conventional medicine. You know, I told Trevor that he was a lunatic. He had no idea. Come to find out what he figured out turned out to be one of the biggest discoveries in the history of human health. And as the human microbiome project proved, you know, and um, so I'm talking to, you know, his wife at the time. And I said, do you think he'll go on the record with me? She said, yeah, you know, I think so. Haven't been able to get back a hold of either. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've realized, Trevor, is that there's a lot of ego in, uh, you know, medicine, uh, wonderful people. I mean, my father's a dog. I've been around them my whole life. I have nothing wrong. I think they're, they're really have their, they start off with their heart in the right place. Ego comes in, right? Same with researchers. I've talked to some of the top researchers out there, scientists at a certain point where you're in a system that really rewards me, me, me and finding your own discoveries and, you know, yeah. not giving anyone else really credit, yeah. it becomes incredibly difficult to then say, I was wrong and this isn't mine. And this is, you know, everyone that ever has created anything rides on the backs of people that came before them. Great minds, great, you know, discoveries. Right. And, yeah. and we need to be able to bestow the credit upon people. And I do think that medicine is, is starting to open up to that, but it's still got a very long way to go. And I think you experienced that as well. Um, so I'm hoping maybe, you know, as more people hear about this, you'll start to get some more credit and people will start to open up and say, hey, we didn't do this alone. We, we definitely had help from Trevor, from others as well. Right. Now, one of the things you, you mentioned there is, is this idea of kind of going outside, exposing yourself to nature, you know, building your immune system that way, eating more natural. Um, you know, as we speak right now, I, I don't know about you, but we're still in a bit of a quarantine state here yeah. with coronavirus and a pandemic it's happening pandemic. right now. Um, a lot of us aren't going outside. A lot of us are very fearful to go outside and expose ourselves and wearing masks and all these things. I got to ask you, what are, what are your thoughts on this? What are your opinions on what's going on right now and through your own experience of getting over something that's very difficult, that is very in, inducing right. you know, disease and, and scary and being healthy? What do you feel about everything going on? Um, well, I feel like overall, um, you know, no matter what the response is, like from the federal government, it's always going to be criticized. It's very difficult to make everybody happy, you know? Sure. Um, I think it is important that, you know, we did have this quarantine period and people really started to realize, oh crap, I need to get my health in order because I could get sick, you know? Um, for me, as somebody who, you know, a doctor will tell you that I still have Crohn's disease because I had mm-hmm. Crohn's disease. It's like if you stole something when you're 10 years old, you're in the system, you're a criminal. It's, it's kind of the same thing, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, what's really interesting is that for me, as somebody who's supposed to have a really weakened immune system, you know, I should be able to get sick really easy, but I just don't get sick, you know? So my immune system is so strong. I have no fear for myself. You know, I do have 
you know, I have a, a small daughter, she's four months old, you know, things like that. You know, I look at the evidence, you know, I look at things and I realize that that's not, you know, the percentage of her dying from that is like very, very, very low, right? Yeah. But all this stuff is coming to us and it's like, we need more time in my mind, you know, I, I think we need more time to be able to look back on this period and really analyze and see exactly what happened. But what can we do? People ask me all the time, what can I do, Trevor, right now? What you can do is you can protect your immune system. You can build it. It's just like a muscle. Like you go to the gym, you do squats. Your immune system is the exact same thing. Now, if you're uh, washing your hands all the time, you're sanitizing it, your hands are just completely sanitized. So what happens if you touch something? Where is your layer of protection? So I tell people, you know, something as simple as sanitizing, washing your hands and going outside, grabbing some dirt, mm. you've now protecting yourself. And it's so simple. It's free. You don't have to order it from Amazon or anything, you know? So these are the things that we have to do. You don't need to go and be around people. You can just go out by yourself in nature, take your shoes off in the morning, walk through the grass, you know? These are the things we're supposed to be doing. Allow the sun to touch your body. Meditate in the morning. You know, like these are parts of things we're supposed to do. Get up with the circadian rhythms, you know, let the biorhythms of the planet work for you. These are the basics of life that nobody has really explained to anybody because they want to look at me, look at me, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. But, you know, it's simply holistic. We're, we're trying to change the entire approach. And what we want to prove is just by giving people education, they can change your life. This way, the doctors will want to come and work with us and say, hey, show us what you're doing. You know, let's use these approaches. And as the public is demanding more and more healthy options and natural options, the doctors now, I feel, are changing now to more of the functional medicine. And everything is, you know, kind of leading us to this golden era of health, which I believe is going to be the next hundred years. Right. And I, I had someone in here who came into our center actually during this whole quarantine and really wanted to be in person. And this was a, a guy, Freddie Kimmel, he's going to be on the show also. He, we already recorded, we're going to be releasing it soon. He went through metastatic cancer, you know, had, had a small percentage of living, had Lyme disease, mold toxicity, like all these things had also gone through a, a story similar to yours where it was just like no hope left. Everyone wrote him off and he had to figure things out himself. And he said, like, I am not fearful. Like, all my friends are fearful for me, thinking yeah. my immune system can't handle what's going on outside. Yeah. I know better. And right. I've been through this, and I know. And he, he was saying the same thing. Hates hand sanitizer, loves getting his hands in the dirt, right? Yeah, awesome. Building that microbiome. The skin has its own microbiome. Yes, yes, yes. We have to realize that. And just, you know, being so sanitized and living in a bubble weakens us. Yes. It makes us more susceptible to even the smallest. Screw coronavirus. You're going to get anything and be seriously sick. Yes, yes. So I think we should really be listening. Listen, I, I, experts are experts. They are very knowledgeable. But I still believe those that have experienced what it's like to be truly sick and came out the other sides are the ones we should be listening to. People such as yourself, such as Freddie, such as all these patients, they get it. They know right. what it takes to overcome and actually live truly healthy now. Right. And a lot of that is to live in a natural progression. Like you said, circadian rhythms, yeah. boost your immune, boost your mind. It's all interconnected. It's all holistic. It is. It is right? so interconnected. And I believe that we are just scratching the surface. Like we oh, yeah. literally this last hundred years was just a trial run. You know, 
we got to a point around 1935, 1940-ish, where the economy of this country changed because of some things that happened. And it allowed us to take this really capitalistic approach. Mm -hmm. But as things are changing now, this is also going to change uh, as we go into the future. And you know, something I, I talk about all the time is that I'm not opposed to conventional medicine. I believe there is a great, great purpose for it if used correctly, you know? But really, the, the geniuses of the future, the medical geniuses of the future, the healthcare professional of the future are going to be the ones that say, let's take food, environment, lifestyle, mindset. Let's go ahead and nurture these and really be able to help our patients by using medical technologies to harness this power instead of saying, take this pill. Because something we're running into at Simply Alyssa, something I've run into for a few years actually is, you know, people come to us, you know, right now we're kind of looked at as a last resort. Mm -hmm. We've been mm -hmm. to all these places. We've paid all this money. It's not helping. We've gone and seen, you know, this guy who has 2.5 million followers on Instagram and tells you to do this thing all the time. You know, all these <laughs> things, they come to us and they're like, can you help us? And yes, we can. You know, and even if it's, you know, we worked with a girl recently that, has a lot of issues, mold toxicity. You know, she hasn't uh, had her period, you know, we call her Shelly. She hasn't had her period for like two years, you know, like all sorts of different stuff. And when the body starts resetting itself, guess what? All these things start going away gradually, you know, yep. and it's all through the same process of die off and reset, you know, but what people are really missing is that instead of reaching for something that's going to give you what you think your body needs, just go back to the basics. Just go back to food. You know, yep. there's not really much that can really compete with food. And so then what usually happens towards the end of our program is people get to that anxiety mindset. They've pretty much healed themselves. And now they're saying, okay, Trevor, what's my conversation with my doctor going to be to get off my medication? You know, so I tell them all the time, I say, the first thing you need to do is talk to your doctor and have all your tests done. You know, look at your baseline of when you started with us and look at your baseline of your test after. Now you tell your doctor exactly what's going on. And if your doctor's not seeing inflammation, all these things, you know, he morally shouldn't be keeping you on it for a long time. You know, he should really be saying, okay, what's going on? Maybe we can take you off it. So what is happening now is that people are like, two things, they'll say, I feel great. I wanna, you know, continue living like this. I don't want medicine, but I'm scared if I come off the medicine, maybe I can get a flare, you know, because there's always in the back of the mind, if I get off the medicine, I need it again, it might not work the same way. And then also the doctors are thinking that their work with the patients is what healed them. So they don't want to take the patients off of the medication, you know? So when we have more doctors that are, you know, getting involved in understanding this stuff, then we can do things like, okay, here's an example. Uh, let's say you're a GI doctor and somebody comes to you with severe stomach issues and usually this is caused to a stress and it takes a while and finally four or five months they go to the ER and then the doctor goes and checks all this stuff and he says, okay, you have Crohn's disease. Put them on a long-term Humira or something like that. Instead of doing that, he can use the medical, you know, conventional medicine right there. You can use some antibiotics right then and there, but instead of putting them on that stuff, what you do is you say, okay, here's the antibiotics. We're going to protect your gut with these natural things. And now you can be able to get your balance back really quickly. And here's what your long-term prescription is 
food, lifestyle, this and that, you know, and then if for some reason you're not able to, you know, they're not able to get healthy like that, then you have that as the, you know, the last resort is the managing with the medication. But I know from my own personal experience that there are long-term effects, you know, so I have a numb spot in my left eye from injecting medication. You know, I spoke with a gentleman we worked with here recently. He says, Trevor, I feel great. My only issue is that when I get up, sometimes I have like this numbness and stuff and I'm looking at, you know, I'm pretty well versed in all of the medication and side effects and stuff. So it's all goes hand in hand with the medicine, you know? So it's like, there's this slippery slope here, you know, like, okay, the medicine, you know, it can be used for short term, but in this long term, it's really damaging the patient. So here's an example. Again, somebody that works with us feels great. They don't want to get off the medicine, right? Because maybe they don't want to, whatever. And now they're living this healthy lifestyle. They're doing all the things they need to do. Their body is never able to be able to reach full homeostasis with this medicine going inside of it. It's keeping things from happening. It's, you know, and that's how these medicines, these medicines work. So mm -hmm. there's really a, you know, a, a line there of how this has to get figured out. And I think as we go forward and people are realizing that, you know, we need better options that are healthier for us. These are, are going is what's going to be bringing the changes. And then, you know, companies like your, like you guys have innovative medicine and these podcasts, this is really what's helping to get the information out there. And once we have more and more and more uh, testimonials about what we've been told 2,500 years ago, food is the best medicine, we'll finally be able to say, you know what? Yes, Earth, you're right. You've been right this whole time. You know, we, we, you know, we were just trying to reinvent the wheel, but we realized that nothing is going to be as good as the planet if we can't find a way to use those conventional medicines in tune with the medical technologies and these factors. This is how we make progress and we're actually advancing as a species instead of just spinning our wheels, you know? Yeah, there's a great article from, I, I forget which scientist it is, basically saying we're an incredibly arrogant species. Oh, <laughs> and and yeah. we try and go against Mother Nature like we think we could outsmart right. her. Right. And, and this planet that's been around for 4.5 plus billion years is kind of just chuckling a little bit at us. Oh, my gosh. And say, I'm already giving you everything you need. You guys keep screwing it up. You know, you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're arrogant. You think you're smart. You think you could just use chemicals to do something that nature has already done for you. Right. So why, why are you doing all this? Exactly. So now, what's your uh, supplement regimen look like right now? Are you one of those that are on a number of supplements on a day or do you keep it minimal? What, what do you do? Yeah. So my supplements really is just CBD oil. Okay. Um, because, you know, that's another area. That's another huge tool that, you know, people should really learn about. Um, so I, you know, I supplement with that either in the morning or at night. And I, the only other thing that I use is uh, kefir. Um, mm -hmm. So one of the biggest uh, really challenges for me is working with people all over the world. If it's Madrid, Tunisia, the UK, Toronto, Miami is, you know, when they need to start applying this protocol that they want to try, you know, they have to get kefir. You know, where are they going to get it from? The grocery store, you know, you know, we know how that goes, right? So I said, okay. You have to make it and then you can go through it, right? So making it is really what was a challenge. And let's say, for example, you had severe Crohn's and you say, hey, Trevor, you know, I talked to you. It'll take about three weeks to get the greens and learn to make it. So I said, is there some type of convenient but still good quality product? And I looked for years and years and years. And then last year, uh, somebody reached out to me like towards the end of the year. Literally one day, it's really interesting how the universe works. 
I believe anything that you really put out there and you really try to make happen, happens. So one day I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and make a dehydrated kefir product that's, you know, from real uh, milk and, you know, great processing, this and that. And this is what it's going to look like, probably five-year plan, you know, all this stuff. The very next day, I got a call from a lady in Atlanta, Georgia, and said, hey, I've been following you on Instagram for a while. I made this product. And she told me, <laughs> it's the product. Like, what's the chances of that happening? You know, and I just laughed. I tested it. We tried it. And um, it's amazing because now people have a convenient, easy thing to use. So I'll, you know, I'll, sh I'll show you. I got it right here. I'll just grab it for you here real quick and show you. So literally all it is, you just keep it in your fridge here and it's just dehydrated kefir mm. uh, product, powder. And it's so simple. You know, you just put it in your smoothie, you just put it in your yogurt, you can eat it by itself. And, you know, unlike regular uh, kefir, it has um, coconut in it, fibers. Mm. So that really helps, you know, to, uh, with the extra prebiotic action, the healthy yeah. fats and stuff. So, you know, this is it. This is all I use, you know, just those two things. Uh, you know, I think it's a real disservice to the body to be trying to use a lot of supplements because you should be getting these things from, you know, food and nature and stuff. Right. Like that. You keep depending on these things, you know, and then it starts, you know, you start thinking, Oh, maybe I don't need to eat as healthy. I can just take my pills, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And, and, it, and that's kind of the, the pill supplementation thing as great as it is, you know, like vitamin D, you know, B12, you know, how crucial these things are. It really has got to a point um, where people said, okay, I can just take this and get better. But we are now making, again, the progression to what I believe is a golden era of health. And people are saying, you know, let me eat the apple instead of taking the vitamin, you know? And, right. And I love to see that it's just, um, you know, that's that's really where we need to be as a species. And, uh, and when we start doing that, the planet is going to like us just a little bit more, you know? Yeah, it, it, it goes both ways, right? When we have a more natural, sustainable lifestyle and, and diet, the uh, planet also heals itself. You know, it all starts with us. If we, we are like the microbiome of the planet, we I say. We are the Earth's microbiome. Right, we, we are. are. Yes. And if are. we are healthy as the microbiome is healthy, yes. the Earth can be healthy as humans can be healthy. So Absolutely. it's it's just micro, macro, cosmic views of everything. Right. But if you want to help the environment and help the earth, take care of yourself first, right? Completely agree. Eat clean, Please. like you said, try and minimize the supplements because in reality, you should be getting everything from diet. Now, that's, of course, a little bit more difficult as we've introduced, you know, modern agriculture that depletes yeah. the soil. Yeah. We use more, you know, glyphosate and all sorts of you right. know, different fertilizers that are not natural so it, it does make it a little bit more difficult but you should always strive for the highest quality natural you know foods always. right always, so yes. so i i do appreciate that advice are there any books you could recommend to people that maybe helped you along the the way through your process into healing yeah i think um initially one of the best books that i came across was um uh, grain brain mm. and um uh, wheat belly. Those are two of kind of the initial things that kind of introduced me to the microbiome a little bit. Um, you know, whenever I work with people, you know, I always send them my book, you know, which is available for free. You know, I believe people have a right as a human to this information. Um, but I also will recommend books like, you know, uh, Grain Brain, uh, The Art of Fermentation. I believe this is one of the best books that have ever been written in the history of the world. 
And when people are able to get those books and read it, they start seeing those connections. You know, they start understanding things. This is why this works like that. And it kind of gives them more of an insight to that advanced uh, science of the gut, you know, without it having to be like really like reading a research article where you're sometimes just falling asleep, you know, because it's just so boring. And they can read that, they can connect with it, and they can really help them, you know, understand, you know. So that's one of the great things with the program that we run now, you know, is when we talk to our clients, and, you know, we, we run these tests, we give them tests, or we just get the feedback. One of the best things that they tell us is, you know, yes, we've been, you know, I've been getting up early in the morning because I understand that it's good for my body to get up at this time. You know, I wanted to just sleep in a few hours before because I didn't really know why, you know, they, they, didn't, they couldn't make the connection. You know? Sure. It's really all about the connections. And, and that's what it comes down to. Understanding the fundamentals, knowing how to apply it understanding the consequences and the pros of it. And, you know, and then you're able to make really good decisions. Yeah. All right. I, I got to bring up this story, Prince, the late great Prince. You spent three hours, you said, with him at one point, and he taught you a lot about life. Can you share that with the audience? Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting. I've been through so much in my life. Sometimes, you know, I, there's major things that I've been through that I just forget because in my first 40 years, it's just been like I've lived 100 years, you know. So, um, yeah, so I was running a security science museum and a gentleman comes in one day and he says, hey, Prince would like to see the Dead Sea Squirrels. And, you know, in Minnesota, Prince is like God, you know, for everybody. Yes. You know, and I've been exposed to celebrities. I've been at Chad's house, Tiger Woods, and like Ken Griffey, Jane, all these things, you know, and it's not like, you know, if it's Michael Jordan, you know, I might feel some kind of way, but you get <laughs> used to it, you know. Yeah. Um, but even with Prince, you know, it's, uh, it was really interesting. So I thought it was, the guy would just scamming you know like nah you're not gonna bring prince so i set it all up the day he's supposed to show up nothing not a call nothing so i tell my director hey man told you i think this guy's full of crap he goes i don't know he said you know i just call him you know try to see what's going on so i left it alone i didn't call him back he calls me back a week later now or, or something like that and he says hey prince is really sorry and i'm like yeah yeah whatever he said can we set it up again so i asked my director and i'm like i don't think so and he goes no let's just do it you know never know so, I mean, it costs money to do all that. We have to shut stuff down <clears throat> and whatever. So, uh, you know, the time comes where he's supposed to come to the museum. They call us and they say, hey, you know, he's here. I said, okay. I go down to the security office. I look at the camera. And sure enough, there's Prince's white stretch limo with the Prince symbols and the wheel centers at the loading dock. So, you know, go down there, meet him. You know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I heard great stories about him. But, you know, right away, he was just really nice and friendly you know, we went up to the exhibit, his uh, friend came and met us, took him through, she had to leave after about, you know, 30 minutes or so. So now I'm taking him to the exhibit for, you know, two and a half, you know, three hours, you know, total. And, uh, you know, we just started talking. And at this point, I'm still, you know, like confused what my purpose is, what life's about. You know, I'm not, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't put here just to do what I was doing in criminal justice. Like I had something bigger. So we started talking about a lot of things and, you know, my family, they do well financially, you know, but because of money in my life, it's really had this negative effect on me. So we started talking about life in general and, uh, you know, he kind of opened up to me and um, he said, one of the things that will always stick with me is he said, you know, Trevor, I have everything I want. I can get, I can get anything I want. I have anything I want. And there's still something that, you know, it's just, that's missing. And to hear somebody that's one of the most famous people in the world that has whatever they want to say that no matter how much money he has, he's still not happy, you know? 
you know, exactly happy. It really resonated with me and that solidified the whole money thing. So if anyone ever, you know, would come to me after that and say, Hey, you know, I need this or I need that. I will give you the shirt off my back. I don't care, you know, because money is just, it's such a misleading thing, you know, and it goes right along with ego and power and greed. But, you know, it's really interesting to talk to somebody that's at that level and realize you're no different. We're the same as somebody like that. And, you know, so that's why I've always had that mentality, you know, really since then that, you know, we're all just the same people, you know, mm -hmm. and we go through life and we have these goals and we have these dreams and, and, you know, there's no difference between you and between me, you know, so it's really amazing. But just having the opportunity to spend that time with them and have them open up to me like that, you know, we did talk about some other things too, but uh, it's really, that was really the main thing. The main message was, you know, you have to find what you love. And I said, well, do you, do you find what you love? And I said, and he said, you know, I love music. And, you know, I really got the impression that he was making the music to make people happy. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really, you know, like, you know, maybe some part of it, I don't know the exact extent, but there was something there was definitely, you know, not fulfilling enough for him. And he was searching for, right. you know, for that, you know, so I can definitely, um, I could definitely appreciate that. Yeah, an amazing lesson for an amazing person who yes. absolutely, you know, had his demons as we all do. Um, but I, I think, you know, that lesson is incredible because people do think when I have money, I will be happy, right? And that is oh so God. not the truth. And, and one of the greatest equalizers to that is health. And health is also mental health. It's purpose. It's your spiritual thing, which he obviously, you know, was looking for something for happiness elsewhere. Um, and that doesn't matter. I've seen poor people, rich people, beyond belief people come through the doors of this center and all of them say, it doesn't matter without health, you know? Right. And, and of course, one can afford it more than the other, but at the end of the day, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. That's so true. You know, I'll study the greats in life yeah. and I'll look at them in their last days. What's their last breaths? What are they mm. saying as they're dying? And all of them, they will all give all their money back, all their wealth, just to have another day in life. That's just so true. So yeah. it's perspective and it's really mindset. And you have to understand, you know, that money is great. We need money to have things. But when you start letting money dictate your life, it really takes away from what you were put here for. And which is really to, you know, help us evolve and really expand your mind, you know, and just see the next level you can get to. Because when I was able to figure this stuff out, it really made me say, if I could do this, what else could I do? And now I just, I have a completely different look on life. Like my thing is, yes, I could have made a lot of money last year. I've had so many people reach out to me. They send me contracts, you know, all sorts of stuff. But, you know, I went through this, this far. I'm not going to sell out now. I'm going to continue, even if I have to struggle financially. At some point in time, things will change if I just continue to do the right thing. And that's what I'm, you know, that's where we're sticking to. That's the base of our company at Simply Holistic. Um, you know, I've been blessed to have such a great partner like Nicole Liamari and together we've actually taken, you know, my original program and it is just now it's, I believe from, you know, individuals that are not doctors and not scientists or anything, we have one of the best programs in the world. And if somebody goes through it by default, they're just going to get healthier because they learn what they were doing was causing problems and what they can do that can help them. And they understand their body and understanding is the key to everything. 
understanding is empowerment. And from what I see, it's, it's an incredibly comprehensive and truly holistic program. Where can people learn more about Simply Holistic Crohn's Crusaders? And what is the name of your book also? Just put it all out there where you want people to kind of learn more. Absolutely. So um, the company is Simply Holistic, and you can go to simplyholistic.com. Um, also, it's the same name on IG. We do spell holistic different because it's whole and holistic, you know. With, with a W-H, yes, right? Yeah, W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K. Simply Holistic It's the same name on Instagram. Um, Crohn's Crusaders on Instagram. If you guys would like a free copy of my book, just reach out to me at either Simply Holistic. You can actually go um, to the website and listen to, you know, more resources and stuff I have. But um, Crohn's Crusaders IG, Simply Holistic IG, um, the website, we're working on a, a community forum right now. Um, we have the Holistic Gut Hut is our Facebook group that we're building right now. So what our real goal is, is to empower, inspire, and help people create the healthy life that they deserve and they demand, you know, just based on the natural, uh, you know, just nature, you know, to be honest. Sounds like an incredible goal, one that we share, right? Yes, because that's yes. something we're trying to do at Innovative Medicine. I love connecting I with love, others. I'm so, so impressed with you guys and what you're doing and your approach. Like, it's amazing. I love it. It's refreshing. And this is what, this is how we change the world, to be honest. Well, thank you so much. And, and I agree with you 100% and behind you. And we're on the same path here. Well, any parting advice for anyone, you know, suffering right now? Any patients going through what you've been through? Yeah, I think the biggest advice I can give people is <clears throat> there is no magic bullet. You know, there isn't any specific one thing that you can continuously do, do, you know, all the time that is going to heal your body. The best approach you can take is to use as many tools from the health toolkit that you can use. Use them often, be consistent, you know, use the biorhythms of the planet and really try to focus on your gut microbes. Because when your gut microbes are out of, uh, out of sync, the ratio is off, um, the numbers are down, and your body just cannot function properly. So you have to focus on the gut. And you know, there are great probiotic products out there, but I say just use natural, natural food. I would love for kefir to be in every single person's fridge in the United States. Mm. Uh, you know, it's an uphill battle because this one product, you know, it's uh, can cause a lot of, you know, I guess, issues you know for corporations and stuff like that so one of the things that i've done is i've always gone along this is you know there's a lot of people that a lot of people that have found ways to help people and what they do is instead of using or trying to bring the whole system out to reach more people they'll say like we talked about that before oh look at me look at me and they talk bad about these communities and stuff that's never going to help anybody you know we all have to work together and it's really just you know be a main member of your health team with your doctor and realize that you have as much accountability as anybody else. You, if you have Crohn's disease, colitis, you have to know exactly what your disease state looks like. You know, you don't leave it up to anybody. You need to know what's going on, take full control. And if anyone invests in your health, this is the greatest investment you could ever make in your life. 
Awesomely put, man. And and let me tell you, I, I grew up in an Eastern European household. My parents oh. from Poland, so we have kefir, as they call it, oh, in my yes. fridge all the time. Yes. So yes. And, yes. and I love growing in the grains. It's like a pet yes. project, oh, right? <laughs> you oh. leave them out and they just make more and then oh, you just man. get this big mass of it's amazingness. Amazing, we, 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 have to, we have to get this to more people. You know, it's, it's looked at as such a strange thing, you know. So there's that. That and again, that, that part of it is culture and everything, because if you grew up in Russia and, you know, Eastern Ivan Drago's out there are taking yes. this, that's how they got all big. Everybody listen to it. If you want to be yes. like Ivan Drago, <laughs> drink your kefir. So, Hey, Trevor, thank you so much. Really uh, looking forward to everything else you're going to be doing out there. And I know we're walking the same path. So looking forward to seeing every beautiful thing that comes out of your work and, and our work together. And hopefully this influences a lot of people moving forward. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Again, it was an honor to be a part of this. And, you know, just as a, as a human, I'm so proud of you guys, what you're doing, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. What's interesting about Trevor's story is that while unique in his own, it follows a pattern of many chronically ill. Frustration and necessity drive you to find alternative solutions, to find new truths, both about medicine, healing, and most importantly, about yourself. Trevor's now paying it forward through his ventures at Simply Holistic and Keypro Probiotics, which we've tested at our medical center and proved to be a really high-quality product, so check both of those things out. If you're suffering from a chronic or incurable disease, do not lose hope. Listen to Trevor and so many others that have battled back to regaining their health even when they were told they had incurable diseases. While your journey will not be the same as his, you can still be inspired, empowered, and become aware of the options and solutions available to you. And then you can write your own healing story. Hopefully, one day you may even share it on this podcast and inspire others. Till next time, stay healthy and happy.